Welcome to CalCast, your creator national podcast. God Network News, episode 144. Welcome, GNN fans, to another episode of God Network News, the podcast that tells you what God's doing around the world, not what CNN tells you, but what GNN tells you is going on in the world. If you're tired of listening to all of that crisis network news and you want to hear what God's doing, well, give us a listen. The beginning of this year, we were celebrating New Year's 2020 at our home in Thailand. And my wife prepared a wonderful gathering of our friends, close colleagues, and we had a precious friend of ours, Todd Johnson, who is one of the foremost missions strategists, foremost mission researchers, and foremost mission publishers of reference books that are used by mission agencies and mission workers and mission trainers around the world. Todd Johnson is an incredible man. Todd started his mission research career many years ago with a man named David Barrett, who was a well-known mission researcher and publisher all over the world by mission agencies around the world, highly respected. Todd was mentored by David for many years and took over his ministry when David passed away. My wife will introduce Todd and tell you where he's working and what he's doing in this episode. The next three episodes will be of Todd sharing a message that I think is very important for many of us that are listening and those of us that maybe who are not missionaries or involved in the mission uh, effort would probably be interested to hear this as well. And that is, what is the future of Frontier Missions? You know, how many Christians there are in all of the world's peoples. And this is a, what's called a tree map, which shows the concentration of Christianity in various places versus the size of the world's peoples. And of course, these are ethnic families. These are huge blocks of people. And uh, it's something that we've been working on for, for quite a while, which comes out in the book. And then we also show where missionaries are sent from and where they're received. Uh, the United States still sends the most missionaries and receives the most missionaries. So that's a, that's a particular fact that, that might, might, may or may not be helpful. But what I wanted to do briefly is to say what are the main findings of this book that relate to the subject of the future of Frontier Missions. That's what I want to do. And here's the big one, which is not any news to any of you, I'm sure. Uh, this is probably... This is what we discovered in the first edition back in 1982, and we, we gave more evidence in the second edition in 2001. Now we're in the third 
edition. And that this is what we refer to as the shift of Christianity to, to the South. Um, from Europe and North America to Africa, Asia, Latin America, Oceania. And you can see here, we try to do some graphics to give you some idea. So in 1900, 82% of all Christians were Europeans or North Americans, who were mainly Europeans at that point. Um, and only 18% in the Global South, which is where most people lived even in 1900. All right. Today, only 33% of Christians are European or North American, okay? With the vast majority, about two-thirds, two-thirds of the world, uh, of, of the world of Christians is in the global south. That's, that's the biggest uh, finding and the biggest change, and it has a huge impact on frontier missions. Huge impact, or it should, let's put it that way, it should, okay? Now, you, now I'm signaling where I'm heading here, but, um, and you might, it might be good for you to see this. This is another one of our findings. And this is the north-south division of Christianity through its entire history. And one thing that's striking from this, if you had the 50% line in there, you'd see that the first thousand years of Christianity were majority African and Asian. Uh, that's, that's important because the impression that is given, even in seminaries like mine, is that it's all about Europe. And the reason it's that people say Christian history is European history is that it was written at the time when hardly anybody was not from Europe. So at the time of the Reformation, 92% of all Christians were Europeans. So, so from 1500 all the way through to the middle of the 20th century, Europeans wrote the history of Christianity. They looked back through Christianity and they said, Europe, 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 Europe but it's really Africa, Asia, Africa, Asia, Europe, Europe. Okay, so, so that, I, I actually gave a talk uh, last year at, at Wheaton College about recovering a global history of Christianity. Um, it's something we're all aware of. You see at the end that huge change. That's what we were talking about a minute ago. But look at this. This also deserves um, attention. And one of my favorite times I've ever shared uh, was in Uzbekistan when I talked about the history of Christianity in, in uh, Central Asia and I contrasted it with my own history because I'm, I'm a Viking, I'm Scandinavian, see? So my people didn't even become Christians till the year 800 and they did it by killing everybody which wasn't very nice but they eventually became Christians after conquering but in Uzbekistan, there were lots of Christians, maybe as early as 200. Uh, but certainly by 400, there were so many Christians that there was a huge um, Christian administrative center in Samarkand. So, so they were, they've been Christians longer than me, but I'm thought to be the typical Christian, you see, a white American. I'm typically Christian, they're not. But they actually have a longer history of Christianity, which also needs to be recovered. People have written books, The Lost History of Christianity, The Hidden History of Christianity. So that's a big subject in itself, which I'm hoping to spend more time on. Um, we could be just talking about the growth of Christianity. I wanted to throw this in real quick because I've been working on this as well. Um, you know, Africa, all those huge changes. But there is, there are places in the world where there's been decline. And this is the Middle East. Middle East was 22% Christian, 23% Christian in 1910. Turkey 
was 25% Christian, okay, at that time. Um, only 5.7% Christian in 2010, uh, and only, we think, less than 3% Christian. So the, the homeland of Christianity is being emptied of its Christians. Um, and that's, a, that's a, something that has to be done. Turkey, by the way, is 0.3% Christian today. It's 25% Christian before. So this isn't all about unfettered growth of Christianity. There are places in the world that are shrinking. And that's a, a particular concern. That's where we all got started. And I, I'll just say one thing. And most, most efforts by Western Christians only make the situation worse. If you study this, you'll see that that's an irony. And it's an irony for us in frontier missions. Uh, we don't want to be part of emptying the Middle East of its Christians. But what we are doing because of oil and other things, is having an adverse effect on Christians in the region, for most of us. Depends on which government you're associated with. You're listening to God Network News Podcast with your host, Cal Curtis. Look up our website at godnetworknews.com. The Australians are doing it right, maybe. I don't know. Let's hope. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so that's one thing. Shift to the south. So that's got to affect... Uh, frontier missions, right? And I think you're, you're, you're well aware of this, so we're just continuing to document it. Um, Trisha and I were here in 2016 and 17, and one of the things we did when we left Chiang Mai is we went to Wittenberg, Germany, because of the 500th anniversary of the Reformation. And we were in a room with 100 people from all over the world uh, celebrating this anniversary as Protestants, okay? Uh, 500 years after Luther, right? And we produced this map here showing uh, who is Protestant in 2017. 42% of all Christians were Protestant, uh, excuse me, 42% of all Protestants were Africans. In this group of 100 people, there were six Africans, not 42, which there should have been, right? If that's representative. Um, and one of the people in the front of this well-known evangelical group got up in front and said, Africans are welcome at the table here. Okay, now I had an African at my table. He's a very well-known Ghanaian church leader. And he leaned over to my table and he said, we have a proverb in Ghana. The proverb is, it is good for you to invite me to the table, but it's better if you invite me in the kitchen. And I'd spent a year here thinking about the shift of Christianity to the South, and I thought, that's it. That's what's been troubling me about global mission and global Christianity, is that even though the, even though the majority of Christians are African, Asian, Latin Americans, basically what's happening is that Europeans and North Americans are telling Africans, Asians, and Latin Americans that they're welcome at the table, but they're not inviting them in the kitchen. Um, and that's the big change, you see, that would be necessary. This is really the main thing I have to say, is I still think this is what's happening. Because you know this is my job. I study this every single day. I'm talking to mission agencies, to churches, denominations, and I think this is what's happened, is that Christianity has shifted to the South, 
but people in the north are still driving the agenda. And oftentimes, uh, sub, uh, subconsciously, not consciously. And that's what makes it hard. Because it's really nice people that were in that room in Wittenberg. It wasn't mean people. And that makes it doubly hard to change. Because people say, what? I'm not doing anything. But there is something happening. If I had more time, I'll just throw, you, throw a couple of slides by you. So, so, so the ethnic makeup of Christianity is, is imp very important. I think this would change, change the balance in frontier missions. Uh, but it's not clear whether we're going to go in that direction. It seems like we should. Another thing is that women are doing most of the work. And we're studying, um, we're studying women in world Christianity the next two years, and we're already finding out amazing, amazing things. This is uh, my colleague taught, is teaching a course, the first ever course at Gordon-Conwell on women in world Christianity. So there's an interesting thing, even though women have been doing most of the work since the beginning of our seminary, right? So we're finally having a course on it. And uh, we are studying various movements like this um, revival movement. It's going on 100 years in Madagascar. It's run almost exclusively by women. Eight out of 10 of the evangelists are women. Uh, women are the radical disciples who are in the healing I'm just showing you real quick. In healing ministry, they're the subversive apostles who have been making um, you know, most of the changes and, and bringing about, um, uh, continuing on this revival and, and giving leadership and that sort of a thing. So I just told you that, that most people in world Christianity are not white, okay? But most, white, most of the people telling people what to do are white. Most of the people working at the ground level in world Christianity are women. And most of the people telling people what to do are men. So I think these two things have to be reconsidered. There's, there's got to be some give in, in both of these areas. Now, just quickly adding another area to this. Probably our most surprising finding, which has is, which is actually gone out into the secular press as well, uh, is the fact that most of us think the world is becoming more secular, more atheistic, and that sort of thing. And if you look at the, from 1900, 99 point, point, or 99% of the world was religious, only 80% by 1970. So that's the, the communism and all of that across the 20th century. But... Our study right now shows that 90% of the world is religious now, much more than in 1970, and that all the way through 2050, the world will become more religious every single day. Now that's, that's counterintuitive, because you walk outside, you say, ah, it's, everything's secular and so on. But, but with China and India, the, where there's lots of people, religion's moving the other direction. And it's taking the whole world with it, demographically speaking. We have very high birth rates among Muslims. Uh, we have communist China, which is seeing a resurgence of religion, even though there's persecution. Um, that's re really important. We're living in an increasingly religious world, okay? We're also living in an increasingly diverse religious world all around the world. Um, one of the places that's not that's not becoming more diverse is Central Asia, by the way, as, as Germans and, and Russians and other people have been leaving, 
a place like Turkmenistan is becoming less and less diverse every year. But, but it's, a, it's a, an exception to a rule uh, around the world. this episode, please consider donating to help us continue to bring exciting stories fresh from the field. Visit our website at godnetworknews.com and select the PayPal link on the right side of the page or consider becoming a Patreon partner to receive access to more valuable materials exclusive to our members.